98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. Tonight's headlines. A top Beijing official says Hong Kong's pursuit of Western-style democracy brought the city nothing but chaos and division. The administrator of a messaging group was sentenced to nearly five years in prison for inciting social unrest in 2019. And the government says more children will be exempt from using Leave Home Safe when the rollout of the app is expanded later this week. The director of Beijing's Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office, Xiaobao Long, says Hong Kong wasted time seeking Western-style democracy, but was left with only chaos and division. He says Hong Kong people have never truly enjoyed democracy, but they're about to get the real thing. Damon Pang reports. In a speech via video link ahead of this month's LegCo elections, Mr Xia said the new electoral system in place will allow Hong Kong to achieve good governance and a democracy that fits the city's actual situation. As some people from Hong Kong said, the city has been blindly seeking Western-style democracy for some time in the past, but in actuality, that didn't bring real democracy. It brought social divisions, vicious fights, causing crises such as a disorderly society, an imbalanced economy and ineffective governance. Mr Xia referred to black violence in 2019 as he explained that the new system meets the need to make sure that only patriots run Hong Kong and that elections have sound competition. He said candidates for the polls include people from different races, sectors and classes, such as bus drivers, electricians, businessmen, academics, locals, mainland migrants and foreigners. The director said he expects Hong Kong people who want the SAR to do well and who support one country, two systems, will cast their sacred ballots in the polls on December the 19th. Mr Xia added that under the national security law, anti-China elements in the territory are now getting the punishments they deserve. An administrator of a group on the mobile messaging app Telegram has been sentenced to four years and ten months in prison after pleading guilty to nine incitement charges linked to the social unrest in 2019. Timmy Sung reports. Su Changlong was accused of incitement to commit rioting, public nuisance, arson and other offences in the nearly 1,200 messages he forwarded to the channel. The prosecution said the messages had suggested that people should make petrol bombs, join protests at a Chinese university, interfere with the MTR's operation and attack police officers. When passing the sentence, District Court Judge Anthony Kwok said if people listened to him and used chemicals at Chinese university to make explosives, the consequences would have been dire. As for a message that called on people to attack government supporters and the police with metal rods and nitric acid, the judge described it as horrific. More children will be exempt from using Leave Home Safe when the rollout of the government COVID app is expanded on Thursday to include all restaurants. The under-16s will be allowed in without scanning. Francis Sitt reports. When use of the app was extended to all government buildings on November the 1st, children under 12 were exempted, along with people aged 65 and above and those with disabilities. The government said these requirements will remain in place for its buildings, which include wet markets, hospitals and libraries. However, the more relaxed rule for children will apply to restaurants, cinemas, hotels, gyms, theme parks and some other establishments where mandatory app use for the general public at the these places is enforced from Thursday. If under-16s are accompanied by an adult, they won't even have to jot down their personal details on paper, officials said. However, the exemptions won't apply to bars, clubs, bathhouses, party rooms, karaoke's and mahjong parlors, where customers of any age will have to use the app. 
The government says certain people who don't have smartphones, such as those who are homeless, will be added to the exemption list, depending on the actual situation. A statement asked that from first day, all restaurants can offer dine-in services until at least 11 p.m., but all staff will either have to be vaccinated or tested regularly for COVID. Health officials have reported five new imported COVID-19 cases involving people who are fully vaccinated and infected with the L452R mutant strain. On to the weather. It will be fine and dry. It'll be cool tomorrow morning with a minimum of about 16 degrees in urban areas, slightly lower in the new territories and a high of about 22 degrees. The outlook, it will remain fine and dry this week. With, there'll be a relatively large temperature difference between day and night and it'll still be cool in the morning on Wednesday and Thursday. Currently it's 19 degrees Celsius. The relative humidity is 68%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. Outgoing University of Hong Kong professor Keiji Fukuda, a former government advisor on the pandemic, says he's leaving Hong Kong with an immense sense of pride. The head of the university's School of Public Health made the comment just days ahead of his departure after HKU announced earlier this year that it would not renew his five-year contract. Priscilla Ng reports. Speaking at a university media event, KG Fukuda refused to comment on the university's decision not to renew his contract, saying only that he's confident about the future of the SAR's health care. It is an immense sense of pride. They are the future of health care, both in Hong Kong but elsewhere. And more than anything else, it makes me feel confident. We have fantastic hopes for the future. I mean, they are the future. Professor Fukuda, who's also a former senior official at the World Health Organization, added that he hopes to see more donors step up their support for student-led health care initiatives. The projects that I would like to see continue is partly the projects which they are working on. The students are simply the best possible investment for the future and I would love to see donors in Hong Kong step up to that and provide some support. The 66-year-old says he will return to the United States for retirement later this month. New World Development says it's offering units that require a down payment of as little as $135,000 under what it described as Hong Kong's first subsidized private housing scheme. Natalie Ching has more. New World Development says 300 flats will be on offer in New Territories West at half of their market value and with a down payment as low as 5%. For example, for a 300-square-foot unit, the developer says the estimated cost will be $2.7 million and the home buyer will have to pay a down payment of $135,000. Special mortgage arrangements would be offered as well. The buyer would draw a loan at 45% of the flat price to be repaid up to 30 years for a monthly installment of $5,010, while the remaining 50% can be repaid over a period of 10 years in one or a number of installments. Pending the government's approval, the developer said the monthly income limit for eligible individuals would be $33,000 and for families, $66,000. It said priority would be given to people aged between 25 to 45. The Transport and Housing Bureau welcomes the proposal. A spokesman said the government will be in contact with the developer to learn more about the scheme. The spokesman said if implemented, the proposal could boost the supply of subsidized flats and provide an additional choice for prospective home buyers in view of the city's housing shortage. 
A 34-year-old worker has died after being hit by falling concrete at a construction site in North Point this morning. He was rushed to Ruttenji Hospital where he was declared dead. The police said the piece of concrete was about half a metre by half a metre. The Labour Department said it's investigating the case at the State Theatre building. Police have investigated an animal cruelty investigation after the bodies of 30-odd pigeons were found in Taipo. Francis Sit reports. The authorities said they received reports that the dead birds were found near Han Yu House at Fu Hang Estate. They also found 10 pigeons that looked unwell. The police said they found some bread and bits of meat in the area, which have been sent to the labs for tests. Officers said it's uncertain why the pigeons died, adding they're not ruling out the possibility that the animals caught a virus or ate something toxic. Officers, however, said there's no evidence so far to suggest that someone poisoned the birds. The Lingnan University has warned that it may stop recognising its students' union and suspend all services that it provides to the group. The university said it's received around 20 complaints from students about the union. The institution found that fewer than one in ten of the student population are members of the union. Late last month, university management met with the group asking it to address this issue and propose a future direction within a month. The institution said it may take action if it isn't satisfied with the union's efforts. It said this was to protect the overall interests of the university and students. The People's Bank of China has confirmed that it's trimming its reserve requirement ratio for the country's banks by 50 basis points starting on Wednesday next week. The central bank's decision is expected to release 1.2 trillion yuan in liquidity. Premier Li Keqiang had revealed the planned cut the second this year on Friday. Iris Pang is the chief Greater China economist for ING. It is more about helping various sectors, especially SMEs, because banks can actually ride on this triple out cut to lower their interest rates, long interest rates. But whether they will do so depends on their own decision. So we have yet to see this going through, channeling through to the SME sectors. Myanmar's ousted civilian leader Aung San Suu Kyi has been sentenced to four years in prison. A spokesman for the ruling military junta said she'd been found guilty of inciting unrest and violating COVID restrictions during last year's election campaign. Earlier, Anna-Marie Evans asked our Southeast Asia correspondent Luke Hunt if he was surprised by the sentence. Not at all. In fact, one would have thought that the uh, sentencing could have been a lot more. She's still facing charges, a wide range of charges from... uh, breaching telecom laws, violations of state secrets, uh, multiple charges of corruption, and altogether she could be facing another 100 years in prison. The outrage across the world from Amnesty International to political prisoner groups has been extraordinary. Nobody believes this court and nobody believes these charges, and I don't think that the generals in Burma have any idea how the outside world views them, and nor do I think they care. An interesting side note, is the pressure on ASEAN to resolve this situation. Now, Hun Sen, who some people like and many people loathe, he is the chairman of ASEAN for the next 12 months, and he will be meeting with the Burmese foreign minister. Now, that would have been scheduled knowing the verdict was coming out. Now, it's not only Aung San Suu Kyi who's been imprisoned for four years. It's also her, That's right. the, the former president, Win Mint has also got four years, another two have got four years. There are more than 10,000 political prisoners. Some have been sentenced to death, others have life sentences. It's a long, long list of people who are currently residing in, inside prison in Yangon.
The emergency workers in Indonesia have been forced to suspend their search for 27 people missing after a volcanic eruption. The BBC's Celia Hatton has more. Rescuers said they had no choice but to call off their search because of strong winds and the threat of more hot ash raining down from Mount Samuru, the biggest volcano on the island of Java. It erupted suddenly on Saturday after heavy rains had caused its lip to partially collapse, unleashing lava and ash that killed at least 15 people. Others are being treated for life-threatening burns. Local officials say there's not much more time to find anyone still alive. They need to dig through the volcanic mud to reach possible survivors before the ground cools and hardens. The World Health Organization says there was a surge in malaria last year as the COVID pandemic disrupted health services. In its annual malaria report, the WHO says there were 14 million more cases in 2020. From Geneva, the BBC's Imogen Folks reports. COVID-19 has put pressure on health systems worldwide. In countries where malaria is endemic, lockdowns delayed deliveries of mosquito nets. Some patients missed out on treatment because they couldn't travel. The WHO estimates that two-thirds, or 47,000, of the additional malaria deaths in 2020 were linked to the pandemic's disruption of malaria prevention and treatment. The Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov says the deal to sell S-400 air defence missile systems to India is going ahead, despite what he called US efforts to undermine the accord. Mr Lavrov was speaking in India as President Putin begins a visit to Delhi. The deal is being implemented. Uh, we witness uh, attempts on the part of the United States uh, to undermine this cooperation and uh, to make India obey the American orders, uh, to follow the American uh, vision of how this region uh, should be uh, developed. And our Indian friends uh, clearly and firmly explain that they are a sovereign country and they will decide on whose weapons to buy and who is going to be a partner of India in this and other areas. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky says the army is capable of thwarting any enemy aggression following a Russian military build-up near the border. He was speaking on a visit to eastern Ukraine, close to areas held by Russian-backed separatists. Mr Zelensky said the most important mission of the armed forces was to defend from what he called the Russian aggressor. Russia has denied the invasion allegations. And new coronavirus restrictions have come into force in Italy, some of which target unvaccinated people. Unless they've recently recovered from infection, unvaccinated Italians can no longer sit inside restaurants and cafes. They're also banned from cinemas, theatres and sports stadiums. And a reminder of our top stories tonight. A top Beijing official says Hong Kong's pursuit of Western-style democracy brought the city nothing but chaos and division. And the administrator of a messaging group is sentenced to nearly five years in prison for inciting social unrest in 2019. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3. I never take anything for granted. Only a fool maybe takes things for granted. Just because it's here today, it, it can be gone tomorrow. And that's one thing that you'll never in your life ever have to worry about me. If I'll ever change towards you because, baby, I love you.
Girl, I love you just the way you are.
they call him. Barry White, of course, uh, his version of an old Billy Joel song.